Hello everybody, how are you doing today? Goldplasma231 here, and today, I am here today to talk about Weekly Shonen Jump, issue number 31 of 2023. Yeah, like I said, today I'm here to talk about Weekly Shonen Jump, issue 31 of 2023, and before I get into it, I just want to say that by the time I'm already recording this, issue 32 has already come out, so if I make any mistakes and reference something that happens in issue 32, I'm sorry about that, just recording has not been my friend here these past few days. But to get into it, I feel like this was a pretty good week of Jump. It definitely had its falling downs, but I also thought it was pretty good, and also this week we have a really interesting thing happening in that Martial Magic and Muscles has actually ended, which is crazy to me, because ever since I started reading Weekly Shonen Jump, Mashal's actually always been there. I mean, whenever I started my spreadsheet, which I started in May of 2021, Mashal was one of the first seven series that I covered. And it's not, I didn't actually talk about them, but it was the first seven I ranked. So I hold a lot of happiness towards Mashal, meaning that only five of those series that I started reading in the beginning are actually still around, which I don't know how that makes me feel. But yeah, like I said, um, if you've not watched one of these videos before, how I do this is I have a set reading order. I read stuff in Weekly Shonen Jump in. I'm going to be talking about everything I read in that order. I have 13 series this week. And then as I go through it, I will just talk about that chapter, what I thought about it, sort of all that good stuff, any characters that stood out. And then I will go through and I rank every chapter every week from what I think is the best chapter to the worst chapter. And I have all of those rankings here, and I also pick a character of the week. So I'll be going through all of that at the very end of the video. So if you just want to see that, you can go to the end to see my opinion. But if you want to actually hear your opinions, I'm going to be going through them here. So to get started this week, we have Undead Unluck chapter 165. This chapter is all about sort of Shin and Mui sort of going through and during, doing their thing. We have a really awesome fake out here in the beginning, because last time we saw how stupidly powerful Mui was. And we this chapter, we sort of see that she's the same old Mui that she's always been, which is really just a really nice thing to see, being that Shin and Mui are probably two of my favorite Undead Unlock characters, with just how they are. And I really like sort of Fuku's reaction as she's watching the two of them. And the whole thing of Fuku just standing out and actually not going into fight is pretty cool. And all just to see who will win in the end, Mui or Shin. It's just a really fun chapter with two characters that I really love. And for that point, like I, for character of the week, I didn't pick either Shin or Mui. But I think especially Mui had a really nice showing sort of seeing her now in the current arc. And I, like I said, I just love these two characters. So it's really fun to see them both. Next chapter I read was the final mash chapter of Mashal Magic and Muscles, chapter 162. In this chapter, I, I really love the color page spread at the beginning, and I also love the chapter title, which is Mash Burn Dead and Generally Happy Ending. Like, it's just the perfect chapter title for Mashal. Is, like, I love how we see all of the characters just, like, in this sort of cream puff bakery or whatever it is that Mash is doing. We, we just see Finn, Dot, Lance, and we also see Lance's little sister, Anna, or Annie. I forget what her name is. I probably should just look at the chapter to actually see it, but <clears throat> we see her throughout this entire thing. I forget what her name is. I'm looking at this now, but, um, yeah, 
I, I'm missing. I think it's like Annie or Anna or something. It's something like that starts with an A. But I like seeing all of them, seeing all of the Magna Lupus here, seeing all of um, the people from the evil magic school um, where Domina hailed from. And just seeing just everybody, all of the reformed bad guys good. Uh, even seeing like Order back alive and just all of the characters. It's just really nice. I also love the detail how both Headmaster Wahlberg and um, Mash's dad, Regro, are sitting together. That's just a nice thing. But also just the whole thing of Mash not even going to the ceremony to get Don as the new magic guy, the divine visionary, that's the term. And just seeing how everybody else is going across it and how like he even says that he thinks everybody deserves the right to be happy. And he's like, those about magic looking at him and Lance's sister, and he's like the sister obsessed cowards looking at, um, of course, Lance, the unpopular kids in the delusional looking at both women and die. And just going through it, talking about the people who did some bad stuff, all of the reformed bad guys, and, and then just seeing ordered or who's a real obsessed and a narcissist like Rio Grants. And my favorite part may just be the ones who wants their parents' love, and that's Domna being sort of shown. and it's just a really nice chapter and just going through everybody and seeing all of it it's just so nice and then just sort of the whole opening up of how Mashal started with like um mash's dad sitting there and seeing everything going on and mash knocking on the door and breaking open the door and it's just so nice to see and then the whole thing of mash wants to open a cream puff shop lemons here and yeah, the girl's name is Anna. I was right. And just seeing everything here and just all the jokes that happen with it. Brad Coleman appears and he's still a little upset about like the whole money thing. It's just really nice. And the ending is sort of one of those where and everybody went on more adventures and had a happy life after that. Like, I sort of wish we were maybe able to see a bit more, but I understand the whole point of the series. We'll see the death of Innocent Zero. And also that Hajime Komodo, the author, really has been struggling with writing the series. Not as much as like uh, uh, Yuki Tabata from White Clover or a My Hero Academia Kohei Horikoshi. I mean, we don't have any of those chapters this week to even talk about. So, I mean, it shows you how those authors are sort of dealing with it. But we know from like author comments that he's been for a long time. And like, oh, I just want it to be over with and all that sort of thing. So... In the end, I'm really glad I was able to read Mashal, and I, I probably will collect the rest of the collected volumes here in the state. So, yeah, just I'm happy Mashal had a good, happy ending, but out of all of the chapters this week, it was just a very middling chapter. I mean, just not really much to go on it. The next chapter was the Ichinose's Family Deadly Sins, chapter number 31, and this was all about the grandma, I think her name is Sachi, and the grandpa, I think his name is Kozo, and sort of how they met each other, and all the things going on with them, and it's a sad thing, and oh, look at that, I mean, I just don't really have a whole lot to really say on it, it was another one of those chapters where, alright, it was fine, it's gonna get to pot across, but it, it hasn't been over my current, my favorite Ichinose's Family Deli Sins chapter in a while. Next thing I read was Martial Master Sumi, or MMA, Chapter 3. Now, the way I do it is back in the day, Jump used to have the whole idea of a jumpstart, which is in the States here, they'd give a series three chapters to 
catch an audience and after that they decide if they're going to translate or not. I sort of do the same idea where I give a thing a series three chances of three chapters and I see if I like it. If I like it I'll continue reading it and if I don't I don't but I've also gotten like six chapters on some series and just dropped a few like in the middle of them before like it's really how I feel but for new series I will always read the first three chapters and uh, this is another great chapter of Martial Master Asumi. It is all about just, oh, Asumi, that's the kid's name, fighting um, the girl's father. I, I really am slipping on all of their names. But they're just doing that, and Asumi's actually beating him, and they're just going back and forth and doing kicks. And it's a whole thing about if Asumi can get the old guy grappled, then he'll be winning. But the old guy knows how to actually fight. So it's just a really fun dynamic and just seeing it all go on and eventually Asumi does an illegal move and everybody calls them on it. So that's just how it is. But it's just really fun and at the end of the chapter, oh, we meet his brother, Kazuro, who is the guy his grandpa is always talking about. And it's just a really fun subversion of expectations and I I'm loving the art, I'm loving the series. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be reading Marshall Master Asumi for probably the rest of the series because I am very, very much enjoying it. I mean, not really a standout character in it, but I I'm just loving it so far. Next chapter is Tenmaku Cinema. As you know, I do Tenmaku Cinema chapter reviews, so if you want my full thoughts on this chapter, I've got like a 15 minute, minute video up on the channel right now. But it's pretty much a really nice chapter. All about Beto playing the role of Shimada in the shore. And yeah, it's just a really awesome chapter. Just showing that chapters titled an actor's disposition. And this is a really nice chapter showing that. And if you want my full thoughts on it, you can go check out the video I have on the channel. I mean, it should already be up. If it's not, it'll be up in a few days. But yeah, Beto is just a really standout character this week. And Tenmaku Cinema is normal. It's just awesome. The next chapter was Kill Blue. It was chapter number 11 so a few more over 10 and it's all about just like the superhuman sports guy and making just like the new most evil person you possibly can who is just it's just a teenager but you make him out to be so incredibly evil and terrible and it's all about like the home economics club making stuff and everything going on with Norrin and they're going to do stuff and at the football field and take things down for him and this evil guy Tinma Tindo which it just sounds like an evil name like it sounds like somebody if you're evil you'd be bored of that name it's just like that's such a thing and this guy's just so crazy that they're going to do a fighting competition um, a soccer thing where it'll be Odagami and versus this dude and they can recruit a few people so <clears throat> and Odagami really makes it out to beat it. He's doing this for the whole Met Club, but also he's probably doing it for Norn also. I mean, it's just a fine chapter. I don't really have too much to say about it, but it is fine. It's Kill Blue Chapter 11. And again, I don't think there was really a standout character from this one. Next chapter I read was Icehead Gill Chapter 2. I still don't get the title of Icehead Gill. I understand the Gill part since that's the dude's name, but I don't really understand more than that. Um, pretty much Gil is exploring their land and he finds an abandoned house or what he thinks is abandoned. He goes in and there's a dude who's all passed out on the ground. He helps take care of the dude and then there's this little girl who walks up and we pretty much find out that this guy who was passed out 
um, his fiance or whatever went into the woods or whatever and spoiler she gets turned into a lich so Gil has to deal with her and it, it's just a whole back and forth mess of oh yeah yeah it's a lich from hell and oh no your girlfriend or fiance or even your wife I forget which one is already a lich and dead so this little girl who was the sister of the wife lady <laughs> is now getting raised by the one dude at the end so it is fine just not much to really say about it if i'm not mistaken yes this was the worst chapter this week by far so that's where i ranked it i said gil i don't think we're making it past the three chapter mark but we'll see next chapter was Nue's exorcist chapter eight where we meet this or no i was the gaming chapter two things i forget I, I i really don't care that much about this series but it's pretty much the fight against this one girl and noe and gakuro so they're going around fighting and doing stuff and at the end they meet each other and we're gonna see how powerful noe is with actually some really cool art and to be honest, the reason why this wasn't the worst chapter of the week is because I think we actually get some alright world building here with how the series is all working and Gakuro is sort of learning the protection of it. And I feel like this would be fine if this is what the chapter is and not just a bunch of girls with big boobs to look at. Oh, it's funny, but it, it's I don't think this is a terrible chapter. And it shows a lot of cool stuff, but... So this series just isn't great, and while it wasn't why I normally read the series, a dumpster fire that you just have to laugh at because it's so bad, I do feel like this was a fine chapter altogether. One that, like I said, really gives you a lot of world building, but hey, I'm only going to let you know, this was the second worst chapter of the week, so. But the next one was not the third worst chapter of the week, it was actually a chapter I really enjoyed a whole bunch, because this is Fabricant number 100, chapter 28. So pretty much this chapter is a bunch of that stuff of last time we saw um, Ayako, because apparently there's two different ones. One of them is a Fabricant, one of them is a real one, with both uh, uh, Ashibi and Fabricant number one running across one, and Ayako's brother running into the other one and s stabbed whichever one that one was through. And there's the whole thing at the beginning where Ashibi is standing here, and he's like, so is this a real Ayako or a fake one? And he ends up slashing his arm open just to show and see if this, if she reacts. And yeah, they can't resist my blood. So yeah, they'll come after me and it's the real one. And we pretty much learned this is the real Ayako. We then cut over to where the brother is being stabbed through the chest. And we see that, yeah, that one was a fake Ayako. It wasn't a real thing. So there's a whole thing figuring out here, and they're like, how did you figure out that we weren't a real Ayako, Ayako's brother? I really need to learn this brother's name. But the brother is just like, well, I would have killed either one. And it's like, all right, this Ayako is the fabricant. This is a cool little subversion of expectations that, yep, there's the actual one that lost, one that was good. And the fabricant that sort of changed itself to look like Ayako changes itself to look like um, Ayako's brother so that's pretty cool so Ashibi then like talks with the real Ayako and they sort of talk everything out and Fabricant number uh, 100 takes him through and they run in oh Mr. Kugi that's the guy's name Kugi that's Ayako's brother Kugi I, I, I found it out here and we see that alright Kugi's here that's pretty cool 
and oh, but we just know the real one got stabbed through, so this one is obviously a fake one. But Ayako realizes this, and pretty much screws him up, and kills him, and there's a whole thing about how they don't care about each other, and it's the whole thing that we saw uh, about a little while ago, and pretty much the whole message is like, the more you care about yourself, the more you're easily sacrificed, and we see a moment where, oh no, what ended up happening was, the real Ayako hesitated, and this fabricant of Kugi ends up stabbing her through the chest, and it's actually a really cool moment in panel to see, like, oh crap she's actually probably dead this time and i forget if it's next week or in a week afterwards but we get a flashback i'm actually going to check the newest chapter like i said this is why you don't talk about this stuff in this order um it's next week so pretty much we get the beginnings of a slight flashback to it but this is just a really awesome chapter of fabricant 100 and Ankayako is a really good character in this, along with um, Kugi, but neither of them got my character of the week. Next chapter after that is Akane Banashi, chapter 68. And in this chapter, we sort of get the end of Karu's round, and just all of the stuff talking about her. We see that she ends up getting 93 points for her performance, and it's just a bunch of talking about it, and... We eventually see that Gakuro is sitting here with Mikeru. They're pretty much two of the other students under Master Shigema. So though they both meet up and are looking at Akane's performance and watching his whole written um, Psyche on TV. We even see that Mr. Shigema walks in and he even makes a note of, Oh, I I'll watch it too. So he's going to also be looking at Akane's performance. And then Akane goes out on stage because she's doing this for her dad, being the third story she's telling is changing time. And there's a whole thing from Master Shiguma about like, but when the, her feelings get too strong, they can become shadows for. How does Akane view Shinta's art today? To her, this performance could be a watershed moment for her life as a Rakugoka. And we start off the next round of Akane doing her sort of thing. Again, this is how I've thought about Akane Banashi for a long time. Good chapter. I, I mean, it's nothing terrible whatsoever, but it's just a middling chapter that it's like, all right, I'm excited to see what happens next week. Let's go. And that's what I have to say about it. Next chapter is Blue Box 107. And this chapter is sort of pretty much centralizes on eventually Karen and Shinatsu going out to like dinner and talking about everything and how the two of them are living together, or how Taiki and Tinatsu are living together, and they're dating now, and it's just a fun little chapter where they're talking to each other, and she has a run of Taiki, and at the end of the chapter, she runs at home and runs into Taiki again, and Taiki's like, oh, I've never seen you like this before, and it's just a really sort of nice thing where, yeah, it's just a really cute and wholesome chapter with both Karen and Tinatsu talking, and again, I think Karen's just a very good possible character of the week and that's a really standout character this week this chapter was definitely one of the better ones even though whenever i look at it i see i ranked it very low but the next chapter is obviously what was the best chapter of the week and it is the elusive samurai chapter 116 it is finally the gimba chapter and gimba and this other shinobi girl natsu they're going around and making the bombs and getting into a bunch of shenanigans while doing it. 
and we see it to being Natsu's like, ah, oh, maybe I could use this to kill Tokyuki's group, but her and Gimba get along really well, and they are stealing all of the stuff, just going through, finding out that um, the bombs have sulfur made from poop in it, so we're going through, and eventually at the end of the chapter, they make some good bombs, and are all really happy about it, and have a lot of fun, and we even see Gimba's face, because he gets poop all inside of his mask after they blow stuff up, and... I'm guessing that most people have probably watched or read Assassination Classroom. Gimba resembles Karma so incredibly much. He has Karma's exact face, like, to a T. It, it, is, it is great because Karma is probably my favorite character from... Um, not Lose the Same Rights this year, Assassination Classroom. And it, Gimba and Karma are, like, the same character, pretty much. So, it, it is really fun to see both of them do their sort of thing and... How much they look alike is my whole point. We even see Natsu is sort of blushing, and she's like, oh, well, why do you hide your face? And Gimbus is like, oh, well, I like a mask is more stylish. But eventually, they show it to everybody, and it's really cool. And sort of, it's not like Natsu actually joins the group, but she sort of joins the group with, like, with Gimba in a way, so... It's fairly interesting, but it's just a great chapter all around. I mean, I know I probably am not getting too much justice just talking about it, but I fully, like, fully enjoyed it. And I'm going to tell you now, I just added both Gimba and Natsu together, but together they both got my character of the week. So, because they were just such fun. And the final chapter I read this week was Witch Watch, chapter number 115. Where at the beginning of the chapter we get a really cool thing where yeah it's going to be Ran versus uh, Moy and they're going to do their thing and Moy's like oh no today's the day of the disaster it doesn't be during a lunar eclipse but oh we of course know why and Ran and Morito are going to start fighting we also see that um I think it was the Dreamweaver witch that um Khan is fighting they the two of them interact and. We just learned how weird both of them are. Um, the Dreamweaver, which is named um, Tokyo Kanao, so I'm going to call him Kanao. So pretty much just the two of them are getting ready to fight. And then the rest of the chapter is really just about Keigo fighting against the Earth Shaper Witch, which I, I already forget her name again, but it doesn't really matter that much, I don't think. But just sort of how the two of them are fighting and on Kago's wrist. Oh no, there isn't a crescent moon, so we can't turn into an ogre. Or not ogre, um, a werewolf. And they're just going through. And it's just a really cool thing where eventually he uses his flow ability in the ring that we saw. Like, at this point, like, a year and a half ago. I mean, it's been a while since that originally happened. And they're just going through it and fighting. And at the end of the chapter... Um, Keio gets a good hit on the girl. I think her name's like Kumogi. I think that sounds about right, like Kumogi or something. Um, but she is made an earth shield, and the two of them are going to fight. And at the end of the chapter, Keio's like, How does it feel? And Kumogi's like, Concerned for the enemy? Well, aren't you nice? And Keio's like, That's not how I meant. I'm asking how it feels to betray your friends. As you get a really cool panel of him as he sort of lets out his jacket and it's flowing in the wind. and he looks like he's getting ready to kick some ass. And yeah, that's everything I read this week, all 13 chapters. Now, to go through my actual rankings, so I thought the best chapter this week was The Elusive Samurai, because just like how I said, it was a great chapter. Next was Witch Watch, because Kago looked awesome, and 
I love Kago. He's an amazing character. Probably my favorite from the series, probably. And our reason being why he has gotten so much focus on the series. Next was Martial Master Sumi. Then Tenmaku Cinema. And then rounding out the top five with... Or no, yeah, top five with Master Magic and Muscles. The final chapter. And yeah, I'm happy I was at least able to talk about Mashal for three of these videos, right? Next was Undead Unlocked, Fabricant 100, Akane Banashi, Blue Box, Kill Blue, Ichinose's Family, Deadly Sins, Noe's Exorcist, and Ice Head Gill. And my character of the week was, of course, I just lumped Gimba and Natsu from the Elusive Samurai together. I, I just felt like this was a pretty good week for Jump. I, I really think that Elusive Samurai, which watched Martial Master, Sumi, Tenmaku Cinema, Mashal, Undead, Fabricant, and Akane Banashi, probably Blue Box too, were all like very good chapters like with fabric probably with akane and blue box being sort of very middling along with mashal and then kill bluichi knows his family no way's exorcist and i said yo didn't really move the needle too much but i thought this was a fine weekend jump if you want to hear some of my ideas from previous issues of jump i've got two other videos up on the channel covering issue 29 and 30 of this year so far so if you want to go check out those Sorry I'm getting this out really late again, it's just how it works. I've also been playing too much Zelda Tears of the Kingdom because, oh man, is that game amazing. But not too much else to say. Great week for Jump again. Or I don't know if it was great. I sort of say that because it's like what people want to hear. It was an alright week for Jump. It wasn't truly amazing or anything. But yeah, without that, I don't have too much else to say. And yeah, this is going to be Goal Plasma 231.